Amen. My name is Blessing Okere. For those of us who don't know me, today I want to talk about blessings and miracles. What they are and how to access them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is all we need. So today, Lord, we remove every guard, everything that will prevent your word from getting to us. Let us receive inspiration and revelation from you, from your heart to our hearts. Let transformation take place today. Let us enter into that place that you have already prepared for us. Let us see your hand afresh. Let us see your face afresh. We thank you, Lord. Father, I step into that grace that makes preaching easy and that makes the hearing of the word of God a sweet delight. Let your word go to your people today. I just recognize again that I'm only a vessel, oh God. I'm only a vessel in your hands, a tool in your hands. Use me as you will want to. I'll give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so important to be in the house of the Lord. This is where the Lord has commanded the blessing. And it is important for you to be here. There's a story I heard a long time ago. Um, I believe it was a pastor here in Nigeria that shared the story about John Austin, who's late now. He's the father of Joel Austin, who we, most of us know. And uh, Kenneth Hagin. And they had a meeting, you know, a program in the church. And, you know, John Austin at the time had some challenges in his church and had to leave before the end of the service. Because, you know, if you have an appointment, maybe with your banker or someone else, and you have to leave, then you have to leave. If you have to catch a flight, I guess you have to leave. And he just couldn't wait and he had to leave. And not too long after he left, the Spirit of the Lord working on Kenneth Hagin Give him a word for John Austin about the issue he was dealing with in his church. And he said, where's John? Where's John? I have a word for you. Where's John? Where's John? And he began to weep. Where is John? And he said, John has gone. And then they called John when he arrived. He was going to that. You know, I was trying to uh, reach you because the Lord gave me a word for you. And I said, okay, can I hear it now? And the unction wasn't there anymore. So they said that after that, experience that John Austin said that until they share the grace <laughs> even after they shared the grace per adventure the spirit of the Lord might stare up someone else again I will stay <laughs> praise the Lord it is important to be in the house of the Lord you will hear one word and it will transform your life there is an unction when we come together and I can't explain it but I believe that that's how the Lord intended it for it to be when we come together the Lord does amazing things so don't neglect coming to the house of the Lord, the gathering together of his people. Praise the Lord. And in that same vein, I received a few messages this morning as I was praying. And I don't know who it is this is to. Um, but as I say it, it will confirm what the Lord has said already to you. There shall be joy. There shall be rejoicing. The end of it shall be greater than the beginning. It started with tears and you were unprepared. But the end of it shall be celebrations. Greater than you've ever known. I will read that again. There shall be joy. There shall be rejoicing. The end of it shall be greater than the beginning. It started with tears. And you were unprepared. But the end of it shall be celebrations. Greater than you've ever known. Praise the Lord. And I believe strongly it is for somebody on this side. Because that's all I was permitted to see. And this is for somebody else. Now, this person has a, a situation with their job, with their job. Be encouraged. Be strong. You are stronger than you know. You are able to bear. 
don't leave the job yet. Stay where I have placed you and you shall see my plans unfold. Praise the Lord. Let's just lift up our hands and just thank the Lord for his word. And if those words pertain to you, receive them. Receive them. And apply faith in your heart to them. And, and declare that it will come to pass, even as the Lord has spoken in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm getting promptings in my heart. There are a lot of prayers we're going to make today. And I trust the Lord that we will have time for that. And the Lord will sort things out miraculously, the way he does things today. Not because I have said it, but because he is here. And all power belongs to him. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Today I'll be sharing from my experience, talking about blessings and miracles. And I'm so glad that what I'm going to be talking about today, I found this out quite early in my life and began to work in it. And I've been growing in it and I don't think you can outgrow all of this. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. I'll read from the New King James. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. The Living Bible said, the Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. All our work adds nothing to it. The Lord intervenes in our lives in two ways, principally. Through blessings and through miracles. Through blessings and through miracles. Both of these are supernatural. They both require faith. And thanks to the new covenant, any of these can be activated on our side. But what are blessings and what are miracles? And importantly, how do we access them? We're going to talk about miracles first. And after that, we'll begin to talk about blessings. Before I continue, I need to make a caveat. You see, as human beings, we tend to be extreme. We like extremities. What do I mean? If I say, for instance, that blessings are better than miracles, in our mind, we will hear miracles are bad. I know I, I, used, I used to be like that, and sometimes I have to actually apply my mind to say, no, the pastor didn't say that miracles are bad. He only said that blessings are better than miracles. Praise God. Amen. Miracles are good. Blessings are better. Doesn't mean that miracles are bad. In some cases, what you need is not a blessing because you wouldn't have time to activate it. What you would need is a miracle, otherwise you would die. If you need a miracle, you will get one. In Jesus' name. But it is, it is better for you to walk with the blessing of the Lord. So that you do not need a miracle. <laughs> wow. It's better to build yourself on God's word, on God's blessings. And walk through life with the blessings of the Lord. You know they say you prepare for war in times of peace. It is when you don't need a miracle that you should start working on God's blessings. I'll say that again. It's when you don't need a miracle, when everything is fine, like now in your life, that you should start working on God's blessings. What is a miracle? The Oxford Dictionary defined a miracle as an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. If you can't remember that, please remember my definition. Supernatural intervention through the temporary suspension of laws for the benefit of one or more persons. Supernatural intervention through the temporary suspension of natural laws for the benefit of one or more persons. Miracles are temporary. Suspension of natural laws. They're usually spectacular. 
And the interesting thing about miracles is that they are always necessitated by crisis. If you need a miracle in your life, you will have a crisis. <laughs> or better still, when you have a crisis, that's when you need a miracle. Praise the Lord. At some point in time in all our lives, we will need miracles. Why? We live in a fallen world. The world is evil as it is. After Adam fell, the world turned against us. At some point in time in your life, you will need a miracle. Second reason is because we have an enemy, an active enemy. We have spiritual enemies. Some of us have natural enemies as well. In the office, on our street, in our compound. <laughs> I'm speaking Nigerian now. <laughs> you have one enemy, actually. He might have many agents, <laughs> but you only have one enemy. But that enemy is active. Yeah. He will try and bring disasters and crises into your lives. And one other reason why you will need a miracle is because you make mistakes. And those mistakes will put you in crisis situations. Praise God. I thank God that he's not a God that will look at your mistakes when you are in crisis. When you call out to him. For he that calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Miracles are important. Actually, you only become a child of God through a miracle. It's a miracle that gets you saved. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 21. Say, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but in that which is to come. He was describing how Jesus was raised from the dead. That scripture, that portion of scripture, that portion of scripture contained the five Greek words for power. Dunamis, energia, ischus, kratos, exousia. In raising Jesus from the dead and assuring our salvation, God had to use all of his power. Miraculous feet. New Creations Mission International puts it this way. There was a day in the universe when all of God's ruling power and inherent power was put into the form of energy. It was when the Father raised Jesus from the dead. It was a miracle that saved you. You may not realize it, but salvation is the greatest miracle you will ever experience. You know, it's amazing how God works. It's like the greatest things, he makes them to look as if they are not so spectacular. Some of us are saved and people look at us and we're not quite sure whether they are saved. But the greatest miracle that will ever happen on earth has already taken place in their lives. Praise God. But apart from salvation, other miracles can happen in your life. You can receive healings. You can be delivered from danger, from accidents, from destruction, from, from sickness. You can receive supernatural provision. But apart from the gift of salvation, every other miracle you will experience on this realm is temporary. And when you receive a miracle, it's important for you to start learning how to operate in the blessings of the Lord. Otherwise, you could lose the miracle. Did you know that? You need to walk by faith. <laughs> Kenneth Hagin shared another testimony about a man who got healed. He was deaf in both ears and he got healed at one of their meetings. So, you know, they had these five-day meetings. At the first day, the man came, he got healed. And then the next day, for some reason, because we lived quite far away from town, the man couldn't make it back to the meeting the next day and then couldn't come on the third day. But then on the fourth day, they saw the man again sitting in the audience. And when it was time for prayer, the man came out again. 
for healing. And say, didn't we pray for you last on um, Monday? Say, yeah. So what's the problem? Say, my ears. I thought your ears got healed. Say, yes. That they got healed, but that he got back home and he couldn't come the next day to hear God's word, to be established in the faith. And then, you know, at some point in time, the next day, the day after that, his ears popped. And then he stopped hearing in one ear. And then before the end of that day, he stopped hearing in the other ear again. Just like that. If you've received the healing miraculously before, you will understand what I mean. The devil will come at some point in time to test your faith. Kenneth Hagin said he had to spend time teaching the man faith before they prayed for him and to receive his healing again. Praise on. How do you receive a miracle? By faith. You receive a miracle by faith. You receive miracles the same way you receive anything from God, by faith. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to the Lord must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Whether it's a miracle or it's a blessing you need in your life, you will only receive it by faith. The grace of God makes the miracle possible, makes the blessing possible. But you can only access that blessing or that miracle through faith. It can be your faith. It can be the faith of others. It can be a corporate faith, a corporate anointing. And of course, there are some times that we have the gifts of healings and the gifts of miracles and the gifts of great faith. But everything has to work by faith through God's grace. We serve a God of miracles. But I tell you, my brothers and sisters, miracles are not God's preferred way. Of reaching you. And the reason is very simple. A miracle requires a crisis. If you are going to leave from miracle to miracle, get ready to leave from crisis to crisis. Praise the Lord. If God is going to miraculously heal you, then get ready. If that's what they are going to depend on the Lord for, then get ready for some crisis in your health. Praise the Lord. It can be a minor one like a headache, even though there's nothing minor on earth. Praise the Lord, because none of us with our own natural strength can lay hands on somebody and heal a headache. Can you do that <laughs> without the Lord's intervention? No, you can't. It can be a major one like cancer. Before the Lord is absolutely nothing. He can do it. But there is something better than living from crisis to crisis. Even after you have received a miracle, you must learn to walk in the blessings of the Lord. So let's talk about blessings. No, it's funny. Somebody who's called Blessing, talking about blessings. <laughs> My name is Blessing. <laughs> what those of us who don't know. What is a blessing? Oxford Dictionary again. God's favor and protection. Very simple. But I like to put it this way. A blessing is a supernatural intervention that empowers people to prosper and to be in control, continually ensuring the delivery of desired outcomes in their lives. Should I say that again? A supernatural intervention that empowers you to prosper and to be in control, continually ensuring the delivery of desirable outcomes in your lives. Praise God. The Greek word for blessing is eulogia. Where you get eulogy from? Fine speaking, good words. A blessing is a word from God. That's how the Lord blesses you. He speaks a word into your life. A word from God that activates a supernatural endowment. A blessing is long-lasting. A blessing is permanent. When God blesses you, he can't take it back. The gifts and callings of God are what? Without repentance. When the Lord has given you a blessing, it's not temporary. It's permanent. 
it will continue to produce results in your life. And that's how God intended to partner with us. But your experience of the blessings of God will be limited by your knowledge of the blessings of God and the level of faith that you have. Praise the Lord. The first thing that man ever got from God, the first thing man ever heard from God was a blessing. Who knows what that blessing is? Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I'll say this again. In our realm, miracles are temporary, but blessings are permanent. The longest lasting miracle was manna. You know about manna? How many years did manna last? 40 years. Days in the wilderness till they crossed the Jordan. They got to Gilgal. And as soon as they ate the crops of the land, manna stopped like clockwork. Praise God. That's in Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. You'll see that. Praise God. God's blessings will make you untouchable. God's blessings will remain permanently in your life and they will protect you even when you are not aware if you have activated them already. Even when you are not aware, the blessings will, will protect you. Numbers chapter 23 is a good example. Numbers 23, 7 to 10. This is Balaam trying to curse the people of Israel. You know the story, Balak took Balaam you know, uh, offered him gold and everything and took him to the hill, showed him the people of Israel and said, curse them. And this is from verse 7 to 10. And he took up his oracle and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come curse Jacob for me and come denounce Israel. How shall I curse whom the Lord has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? From on top of the rocks I see him. From the hills I behold him. There a people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob or number one-fourth of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous and let my end be like his. Did Israel have to pray for the Lord's deliverance from Balaam? Did Israel even know who Balaam was? <laughs> you know that they eventually killed Balaam? Do you know that? They eventually killed Balaam because Balaam prayed that he would die like the Israelites, but he didn't because he advised Balak on how to ruin the Israelites. Praise God. The blessings of the Lord will make you untouchable. They will make you dangerous to the enemy. There's a misconception that I'd like to address. You know, have you heard somebody say this before that if you don't have any problems in life, then you're not causing the devil any problems? Have you ever heard that before? Is that true? No, we have to be careful about generalizations. Huh? It's a saying I heard, all generalizations are false, including this one I'm saying to you. <laughs> we have to be careful about generalizations. What do I mean? The same God that said that all who desire to live godly will face persecution. Huh? That same God said if a man's ways please the Lord, all his enemies will be at peace with him. <laughs> so which one is it? The same God that inspired Paul to tell Timothy, Oh, my son, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. He inspired John the Beloved to tell Gaius, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. How do you balance this? Very simple answer. We live in a fallen world. But the blessings of God will make you remarkable. It will separate you from the people of this world.
Did you hear what I said? Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to have challenges. And I've also established that from time to time, the enemy will tempt you. But when you operate in the blessings of the Lord, you will see victory in every situation. And most of your life will be on autopilot. I want to explain what that means. How does God bless us? You hear people say, God has blessed me with a car. God has blessed me with a wife. God has blessed me with children. Technically, those are not blessings. They are not blessings. A car is not a blessing. A wife is not a blessing. A wife can bring the blessings of the Lord in your life. <laughs> My wife is in the front. <laughs> a, wife, a wife is not a blessing. <laughs> I am blessed to have a wife, but your wife is not a blessing. My wife is like, when you come back, you know I'm not a blessing in your life or not. <laughs> they are products of the blessings of the Lord in your life. It is because you have a blessing in your life that God gives you a wife that loves you like mine loves me so much. God gives you, I mean, <laughs> these are not blessings. What are blessings? Blessings are words. Elogia, a word spoken. Praise the Lord. Words. Just words? Oh, no, just, not just words. The word of God is not just a word. Hmm. Words spoken by God or by people inspired by God into your life. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Paul writing to Timothy said, every scripture is God breathed, has God inside it. Hallelujah. God has magnified his word above his name. When God speaks a word into your life, that word goes into the spirit realm and begins to change your circumstances. That's the blessing of the Lord. When God blessed Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 to 3, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God blessed Abraham. What did that blessing turn into? Wealth. What else? The, a son. Okay. A son. What else? What? Defense. You know, Abraham went out with 300 people and defeated four kings who had overthrown a kingdom of five kings. What else? Favor. God gave Abraham favor before Abimelech. Gave him favor before Pharaoh. Praise God. A son, somebody said. Speaking of sons, you know, the blessing of God is permanent. How many sons did Abraham have? Bible quiz. <laughs> How many sons did Abraham have? <laughs> Who said eight? This a round of applause for our brother at the back. For our Abraham had eight sons. I said, Are you serious? Oh, yeah. There's a book called Genesis. It's at the beginning of the Bible. When you, <laughs> when you read that book, don't just rush the book. You will see a story about Abraham. After Sarah's death, married a lady called Ketra. So, in addition to Ishmael that he had from Hagar, and Isaac that he had from Sarah, Abraham had Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Six sons from Ketra. Eight sons altogether. The blessings of God transformed Abraham's biological configuration. You understand what I mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah. How do I know? 
Romans chapter 4 said that Abraham's body was dead before they gave birth to you. But when the blessing of the Lord came into his life, there was Ishmael, and then there was Isaac, and then there was Zimran, Jokshan, <laughs> Midian, Midian, Ishbak, Shua, until the Lord took him. <laughs> if you didn't get that one, then don't worry. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it's not just Abraham. You know the story about Moses, right? Oh, you need to read the Bible very well. And when you're reading it, maybe you read another, another version. Because in King James, there's some words that you may not understand. Scripture said that his eyesight was not dim, and his natural force was not abated. You need to read that in uh, the New Living Translation to understand what that means. <laughs> the blessings of the Lord will change your life. They take the form of promises. And I just want to talk about three kinds of blessings. All right? There's a graphic here. Three kinds of blessings. The first one is a sovereign command. The second one is an unconditional promise. And the third one is a conditional promise. Now, there might be more, but this is how I, I see them. A sovereign command is a law that the Lord proclaimed. And it's irrevocable. It is similar to an unconditional promise, but the difference usually is that the Lord speaks that sovereign command to the earth. Or to everyone. An example of that will be Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. It's a blessing. As long as the earth remains. Another one, in Genesis chapter 9 verse 11. This is also to Noah that the Lord spoke to. But it applies to the earth. It said, thus I establish my covenant with you never again. Shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood? Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. It's a sovereign command. Gives us some hope. With all this talk about global warming. Whether it is true or not, be rest assured the earth will not be destroyed by a flood. It will be destroyed by fire. <laughs> it's the truth. It will be destroyed by fire, not a flood. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, thank God, my house is going to be forever. Da, 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 da. The Lord is going to burn it down. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Tunde talked about building your treasures in heaven, so better get ready. <laughs> Another sovereign command. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 20. They went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another, that's the people of Israel. He permitted no man to do them wrong and he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. If you try to contravene a sovereign command, you're going to find yourself in trouble. Sovereign commands. Unconditional promises are the next ones. They are similar to sovereign commands, but a bit different. Because unconditional promises, in my view, they depend on your situation in him. What do I mean? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a... All things have... And behold, all things have. Do you have any part to play in that? No. All you have to do is just to be there. There's nothing for you to do. Just to be there. On account of your location. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. It's unconditional. As long as you are in him, you will see that happen in your life. 
Who has been blessed with all blessings here? All spiritual blessings. Did you work for it? Did you have to pay something for it? No. Then the last one are conditional blessings. You have to fulfill certain conditions, certain requirements to enjoy them. One example, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, that is if you have done what? Well, meditated what? On that book and then done what as well? Observed. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. It's conditional. So you just can't say, my way is prosperous and I'm going to have good success if you have not meditated and observed to do. Conditional. Another conditional one. Probably my favorite scripture. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of the sinners. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Well, what? His delight is what? The law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That bring forth his fruit in his season and his leaves will not wither. Whatsoever, even the things that people have failed in, whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. You know, we skip verse 1, verse 2. I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. <laughs> I shall be like, ah, there's a requirement. You don't walk, you don't stand, you don't sit. And then you meditate on the word of God. It's conditional. Praise the Lord. Another conditional scripture, a blessing from the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I didn't write this. I can assure you. I wish I did, but I didn't. It's in the same Bible you have, right? Uh, praise God. So let each of you give as he purposes in his heart, not grudging you of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Look at verse 8. And... That is, as a consequence of what I have told you so far, God is able to do what? Make and so that you having all sufficiency will have an abundance for every good work. As usual, delete verse 6. Delete verse 7. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. I, having all sufficiency, will abound unto every good work. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh boy people of God I'm going there I'm, uh, I don't like confrontation but I will go there <laughs> praise the Lord yeah, there's a, there's a, the church of God we are fighting there's a civil war in the, in the body of Christ about givers and no givers I'm sorry to say it but it's the truth if it wasn't written in the scripture I wouldn't bring it it's a conditional blessing it is. Amen. The scripture is full of blessings. How many, how many blessings do you think are in, are in the scripture? Take a guess. Thousands. Huh? How many thousands? <laughs> huh? 30,000? Uncountable. No, no, they are countable. <laughs> they are countable. Some people said 500. Some people said 1,000. 2,000. 3,000. Some people said 31,000. Well, 31,000 is not possible because 30,000 is not possible because there are only about 31,000 verses in the scripture. So maybe 30,000 is not possible. But somebody called Everett Storms, he, he read the Bible several times, cover to cover, and 
by his 27th time of reading the Bible, he said that there are about 8,810 blessings in scriptures. 8,810. How many do you know? <laughs> 8,810 blessings in scriptures. Hmm? You don't have to know all of them. It's impossible. Well, it might be possible. It might be possible. You probably need to know one at least. Or maybe 10 or 20. Amen? Blessings are like laws. They're, like, they're supernatural laws. And like all laws, you have to know them. You know, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. <laughs> if God has blessed you and you don't know that the Lord has blessed you, it's not an excuse. And when you know a law, you have to cooperate with that law. Praise the Lord. Many cases, the law will work for you without your knowledge. But in some cases, you will have to enforce the law. Amen. Many of us are not enjoying the blessings of God because we don't know them. Or we are not cooperating with them. One of the blessings I love so much is the first commandment with a promise. Who knows what that is? Honor your father and your mother and what? That your days might be what? Prolonged on the earth. Praise the Lord. You know, some people have actually said that that's one of the reasons why Japanese people live long. Because they almost worship their, their parents. They have the highest number of 100-year-olds in the world. If you are Japanese living in Japan, you're almost certain to be 100. <laughs> Praise God. Let's not look at our life expectancy ratio over here. <laughs> but perhaps maybe we need to start honoring our parents. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Honor them. I want to talk about seven blessings before we go because of time. Seven blessings, rights or privileges that you have in Christ that you have to enjoy. You need to be aware of them and enjoy them. The first one is divine holiness. Amen. Holiness is a blessing. It is. Because if you sin, it will corrupt your conscience and it will prevent you from enjoying God's blessings. A sinner, somebody who doesn't know the Lord, doesn't have a right to be holy. Did you hear me? Somebody who doesn't know Jesus doesn't have a right to be holy. And somebody who knows Jesus doesn't have a right to live in sin. Mm. Hallelujah. Divine holiness. You can find a scripture for that in uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 to 24. If indeed you have heard and you've been taught of him that you put off concerning the old man, your former conduct, the old man that grows corrupt according to the Lord, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. It is both a situational blessing and a conditional blessing. You cannot be holy before the Lord except you are in him. But then there are certain conditions you also have to fulfill. You have to put off the old man and you have to put on the new man. Praise the Lord. Divine wealth is the next one. Praise God. I have noticed in scripture and I stand to be corrected, particularly in the Old Testament, the patriarchs, one of the things that the Lord seems to do in their lives is that he provides for them. Have you noticed that? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the children of Israel, all of them, David, Solomon, even the prophets, to the extent that if he needed to, he would send ravens to bring them food. Praise the Lord. It's God's intention that you have more than enough. I read it already. Um, 
Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow to it. But I've noticed as well that uh, divine wealth usually tends to be a conditional blessing. I've noticed that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Paul was writing to the Thessalonians and said, Even when we were with you, we commanded this. If anyone will not walk, he should not eat. It's conditional. Praise God. If you are going to expect the Lord to bless you financially, you need to be doing something. You need to get a job. Learn a skill. Learn a trade. Humble yourself. Learn a trade. Start working. And then from that little one you are doing, start sowing. And the Lord will increase you. It's as simple as that. Praise the Lord. The third one is divine health. There are many scriptures in, in the Bible about health. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. For he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Amen. Many, many, many scriptures. I will bless your bread. I will bless your water. And I will take away from your midst the diseases of the Egyptians. Hallelujah. Many scriptures about healing. But you know, when you walk in the blessings of the Lord, you are going to have to go from divine healing into divine health. Two different things. Divine healing is that the sickness comes and then you begin to... But divine health is that you continue to feed yourself on the vitamins of scripture. This preacher, I knew he used to say that there is a Isaiah my sin. <laughs> Isaiah my sin. That's Isaiah chapter 53. <laughs> that if you <laughs> if you use vitamin vitamin Peter, Peter chapter <laughs> Peter chapter 2, verse 24. And if you confess it to yourself, if you take those vitamins every day, and indeed it is true, if you feed on the word of God regularly, you will see healing manifest in your life. Safety and security is the next one. It's a blessing from the Lord. Thank God that he delivered you from an accident. But I think a better testimony is that I have lived 50 years in my life and I've never been in an accident. Praise the Lord. Is it possible? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Psalm 91. Oh, just go on, on, on that scripture. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty and I say of the Lord that he is my refuge, my fortress. I shall not be afraid of the arrow that flies by night or arrow that flies by day or the pestilence by night. A thousand shall fall on my side and ten thousand on my right hand side. But only with my eyes shall I look and behold the reward of the wicked. He gives his angels charge over me and they bear me up in their hands. Lest I dash my foot against a stone. Praise the Lord. What will happen in your life, which is my testimony personally, is that you will be there before the accident happens or after. <laughs> you won't be there when it happens. I'm telling you. People will look at you and they're like, you're living a charmed life. Say, no, I'm living a blessed life. See, my eyes are not beholding iniquity. Shall not behold evil. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Peace is the next one. Again, Isaiah chapter 53, you will see that there. And Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Perfect peace there is shalom, shalom. Natsa, shalom, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Peace is not when you die and you go to heaven. That's not peace. Yeah, there's peace over there, of course. But you can enjoy the peace of God right here. In the midst of turmoil, you can have peace in your life. Spiritual power is another one. Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. It's a blessing from the Lord. 
Every time I read this scripture, I remember a story about a young preacher who was so eager to serve in a ministry. And they asked him, what are your credentials? Did he go to Bible school? He said, I didn't go to Bible school. So what experience? You know, I have, I have a mandate from scripture. So what scripture is that? He said, I have um, Matthew chapter 10 verse 8. So that I should uh, heal the dead. <laughs> heal the dead. <laughs> cleanse the sick. And raise the devil. Because his heart was in the right place and he got the job, interestingly. <laughs> the person that told the story was the daughter of the preacher that hired him <laughs> in this church. Many other scriptures about spiritual power in your life. And then the last one is a long and fulfilled life. You have a, a right to live a long life on this earth without regrets. Not just a long and sorrowful life. A long and fulfilled life. Psalm chapter 91 verse 16. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 90 verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years and if by reason of strength they are 80. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 31. The silver haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. And verse 31 again in the message Bible says um, gray hair is a mark of distinction. The award of a God loyal life. Praise the Lord. How many years do you live on the earth? Minimum of 70. My view. Huh? 70 is too small, I mean. I trust Nigerians. <laughs> trust my people. Praise God. One of the 80 and 90 and 103. Right? Praise God. As that is your desire, so shall it be in Jesus' name. But not just a long life. A long and fulfilled life. There will be testimonies upon testimonies of God's goodness. Your grandchildren will sit down. You will tell them about the great things that you and the Lord have accomplished. Which I love that smile on your face. <laughs> it's like he caught a vision of his future. Praise God. I see three levels of the Christian life. Some of us are defeated. We're not experiencing miracles. And we're not experiencing blessings. Unfortunately, many of us are like that. Sick. Poor. The things of this world are oppressing us. I see another level of life where you live from miracle to miracle. Where every time we'll have to come into your life and join hands with you and pray so that something can happen. And I see a, a much higher level where you're living a blessed life. Rather than healing, you're living in health. Rather than money being given to you, you have enough for yourself. Your business, your, your investments, they are, they are growing and you're blessing others. Hallelujah. You're also praying for others to get healed. Amen. If you are going to operate in God's blessings, you have to know the blessings. You have to study the scripture. You have to meditate on scripture. Then you have to now cooperate with the blessings. You have to cooperate with it. I mean, in the area of our divine health, for instance, if the Lord has revealed to you, either through science or revelation, that red meat isn't good for you, then stop it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Or drink, or habits you shouldn't indulge in, that can damage your health, if you know that cigarettes are bad for you, then you need deliverance in that area, praise God. Because it will be difficult for you to find faith to pray against lung cancer when it comes. I know it's sensitive, but I have to go there. It's the truth. You have to cooperate with the blessings of the Lord. Huh? Play your part. And then you have faith in God. If you don't see the blessings manifesting yet, don't give up. <laughs> 
Stay there. The word of God will prove itself true. Partner with God in his house. Give in proportion to your earnings. Help people around you. Help your family members. Help your friends, your neighbors. And unlock the blessings of God in your life. On top of all of this, serve God with your time. I want to just close with a few words. Miracles and blessings are supernatural. Miracles are great. Blessings are even greater. Miracles are temporary. Blessings are permanent. Miracles require crises. Blessings prevent crises. Blessings can be sovereign commands, unconditional promises. You need to activate the blessings of the Lord in your life, first of all, by knowing them and then cooperating with them. Let us stand up before the Lord and just pray. Have you got something from God today? Hallelujah.